0: Hello, welcome to finding my yum. <laughs> Did you like that?
1: That was nice. I feel like you do the hello thing a though. Lot. Like, yeah, I, I know. like it. It's but good. that was
0: like a little like ha, like a hello.
1: <laughs> oh, is that what that was? Like
0: hello to my little friend.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, sure. <laughs> uh, I don't do voices. I'm not good with them. All right. Well, yeah.
0: I'll do enough for the Please. both of us. Please do. Um. Anyways, I'm so excited about this guest today. Um, It is a good friend of mine who has uh, decided to remain anonymous because we do talk about some some pretty vulnerable and sensitive subjects. But um, this is a dear friend who really, I feel like, is like my sexual guru. (laughs) Like we we've had similar experiences. Um, She's just like a year ahead of me of like a breakup and then sort of this explosion of exploration. And um, yeah, she's sort of been my guide. And uh, and and almost like the impetus for a lot of what I've been experiencing. Um,
1: yeah, it gets a little. It, it's I very much enjoyed this episode or enjoyed the interview. It yeah. gets a little steamy at times. It's a little,
0: yeah. And and honestly, because of this interview, really the direction of this podcast shifted and it became uh, finding my yum. Mm-hmm. Um, and it became about, yeah, sort of my search for yums and like exploring other people's because it was just so fascinating listening to her be so open and raw and vulnerable and and sharing my experiences as well and um yeah yeah I
1: think I say this on the interview um but at the same time it's I think it's worth mentioning here too like I came into it with a very open mind anyways because I think I tend to have one but actually hearing somebody like talk about it talk about their experiences with such like cavalier attitudes and yeah. like and I, and I was like oh it was actually very enlightening for myself as well as, as to the areas which I'm not open so yeah. like you know I think it's worth worth definitely worth checking out and I definitely both of us after it was over like holy shit we should make this the direction yeah, that yeah, things go
0: yeah yeah i mean we talk about kissing parties and being a unicorn and uh stuff like that so uh it, it's exciting and engaging and i think everybody's going to enjoy it um, yeah, just to touch base on my yeah. head space. So we did the relationship readiness test last week. And um, and did
1: you get in a relationship within that next <laughs> week?
0: <laughs> no, no. But I, I, I have been like having different experiences with different men. And I feel like I I think I said I was like ready for a relationship. And I think I like a lot of people that I've been meeting more recently have been checking different boxes that Mm -hmm. I haven't usually experienced before, which is great. Sure. Uh, but I think the overwhelming thing is like there, like I've been meeting people who really aren't ready for a relationship or aren't necessarily exhibiting those things right now. And, um, I feel like that's feedback for me because I think maybe I really am not because of who I am, I don't know. Just like I don't know. I think it's I think it it's tough because
1: I definitely have had a history sometimes of attracting people that are ready for relationships. Cause oh, okay, because it's, it's what I thought that I was ready for. <laughs> yeah, but then been yeah, like, so. oh, and then when I'm faced with it, I'm like, nope, nope, don't want this. Uh, so, but I think that was more of I think we saw with my results was like I don't really know myself as well as I kind of right. know.
0: It's not clear. The yeah.
1: exterior. So so I was probably attracting things that I thought I wanted, but I didn't. Sure. Um, so, but, you know.
0: Well, and I think, like, I've, I've always, I, I don't know who I heard this from, but I think that this is so apt. is like men and women, especially in heterosexual relationships, which is like primarily my experience, is that women have pancake brains and men have waffle brains. And that is in the sense of when you pour syrup over it, like, the syrup for women just gets all fucking everywhere and everything like all of my thoughts sort of personally for me all of my thoughts just combine. so i'm i have a lot of trouble compartmentalizing everything sort of oozes into itself like career love uh, you know anything like that it's just like all <laughs> interacting at the same time and bothering me and then i feel like men in general or the ones that i've experienced are so good at like it's a waffle. Like every little compartment doesn't touch the syrup. Stays perfectly in that like specific little hole, and I, it drives the fuck out of me. <laughs> it's so it annoying. It Drives the fuck out of me. It drives. No, but I know. I, I whatever I meant to say, you get it.
1: Yeah, and I think <laughs> I've been guilty of that. I definitely, at times, I'm like, well, this compartment needs a lot more attention right now, and so I forget right. about every other compartment. I can't. Um, or I'm every like, I'm going to put syrup in this one, and salad. then this one, I'm going to put like a strawberry <laughs> thing, and then yeah. it's just like, and then that doesn't work well together, so you can't mix it, and then,
0: yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like I've been wrestling a little bit with that, but um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's interesting That reminds me,
1: uh, <laughs> I remember when I first moved out to L.A., before, I was going to, I was, I was dating uh, a woman in um, Lexington and we'd been, yes, we had been seeing each other for probably a little over a year Mm -hmm. and I still had in my head that I was going to move to LA, but I wasn't really making a lot of serious strides towards it. And like, we had been seeing each other for a while and I'd never really considered her in this side of things, which was a dick move of me. And then like, there was a certain point where she was like, uh, what are you doing? And I was like, Oh, you're right. i I had compartmentalized the two different things and yeah. And then she uh broke up with me sure. which was she should have. She should so have, yes. yeah, yeah. And I think she's happy now, I hope. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's also th- telling too, based on the test of like me being more specific and clear about my needs and if they're not getting met to be able to walk away. And mm-hmm. that is a really difficult thing t- for me, and that's come up a lot this week. So Yeah. Meh. <laughs> Life is hard It is it's not easy
1: <laughs> uh, But what's not hard Is listening to this interview yes. That's coming up next
0: Oh my god She's amazing So please Enjoy I'm feeling yummy Head to toe You see me Ain't got no patience So let's go You see me, look, I'm diet drama Hello and welcome back to the podcast We are super excited today to have one of my good friends, Taylor, here with us Um, She's an amazing lady and she's got so many amazing stories That are both interesting and crazy (laughs) And uh, fraught with a bunch of stuff we haven't been able to talk about yet So I'm thrilled to have her on Um, Yeah, I think we could just (laughs) launch in with... I think the the biggest thing that I'm interested in talking about is I know you went through a a pretty traumatic breakup, Mm -hmm. uh, sort of similar to my experience. And um, after that, sort of had a sexual revolution and uh, had uh, many different experiences than you had had previously and, Mm -hmm. and was exposed to a lot of different things than you had previously experienced. So I'd love to hear about that journey and like how that has shifted sort of your perspective on love and companionship.
2: Sure. Um, yeah, I did go through a very difficult breakup and it did sort of trigger um, this new way of looking at relationships. Um, I had started to dabble a little bit before because the person that I was dating was much older than I okay. and had had a lot more um, experience. He, he's like what you would call a fuck boy, <laughs> which like, you know, <laughs> lo- love those. <laughs> And um, he, he's going to, like, listen to this. And like, Don't say that about me on this, though. um It's anonymous. So. Right. <laughs> Never going to know. Um, and so, yeah, I had had um, threesomes with him and a couple of girls that he had previously dated or had had on and off sexual relationships with. And, like, it, it was fun. Like, it was totally fun um was that
0: something you were interested in exploring before you started dating him like was that something sort of on your mind or did he sort of spur it up as you guys were dating
2: it was kind of I'd say it was on my mind but in a like a distant sort of way like I think you know I think everybody sort of like dwells in this like Space of like curiosity that's like semi-unconscious and like oh but that's something other people do like that's not sure for, for me to do that's a thing in the world but Yes, I don't but think about it. not it's not a thing for me and no <laughs> one's ever going I'm never going to be in a in a situation where I could allow such a thing to happen <laughs> no um so yeah I was interested and then it sort of came up as like a mutual conversation usually between him and the other because we weren't exclusively dating or anything. Um, usually between him and the other girls and he'd be like, I know somebody cause it was kind of a secret. It, it the, the whole thing was a mess. Just note to the listeners, don't build relationships on the foundations of lies. Um, so <laughs> 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 like okay. I, like in case you're considering, uh, going out, doing there, that? Going out there and doing don't. it, uh, don't do it. So <laughs> I had had a couple of those experiences and then I was so um, heartbroken post breakup, so traumatized um, that I, the thought of like having sex with other people was was kind of horrible and so I had tried to, I, I had had, I had like hooked up with a couple of guys that I knew but it took me like four months, I like wouldn't let anybody touch me, it was like a whole thing and like sexuality is a large part of my identity and always has been so it, it, it was hard. I felt stunted and, like, small. And it was around that time that a friend of mine added me to this Facebook group called Sex Positive Universe for Women. women which I am now
0: part X. of as well. And yeah, it's amazing.
2: Uh, it's amazing. It is. Um, yeah. Women with an X. So it's um, y- if you're female-bodied or you're gender non-binary or you identify as female, whatever, you're welcome there. Um, it's a really inclusive group um the woman met very empowering yes the Mm -hmm. admin is this girl who is so incredibly like warm and compassionate and and so people just write on the thread and it's like we talk about like women's political issues and gender roles and sexuality and preferences and kinks and stuff like that and so I got added to this group and Somebody posted a little conversation that was like, where are my unicorns at? For those of you that don't know what a unicorn is, it's a single person that has sex with couples and they're called unicorns because they're super rare. (laughs) (laughs) They're like your third that come into your dynamic. And I had sort of been doing that um, with my ex, even though like we weren't exclusively dating but they had a pre-established dynamic and i was the person being introduced to that and i really liked that concept of like lack of attachment but not a lack of like care for the other people um and i felt like i was i was good at it in a sense because i was good at like setting people at ease, and I was, I, you know, I'm not shy, obviously, so, like, (laughs) I, I'm comfortable talking about boundaries, and things don't embarrass me, and it's, like, if you can't talk about it, you shouldn't be doing it. Sure. There's a disconnect there, so that's what I tell my nephews. They're, like, 16 and 13. They, like, want to kill me. They're, like, please stop talking to us about, like, ethical (laughs) porn, and I'm, like, I will never stop. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We'll never stop. So, um, I, I, Basically, commented a little, I was like, "Oh, unicorn emoji," you know, on the thread. And from that thread, a woman was like, "Oh, it'd be nice for a bunch of us to get together and like talk about what our experiences are like because there's not that many of us. Why don't we all go for drinks?" And this that was on the, the unicorns. This was the unicorns, Petra. right? Yeah. So it was like a unicorn wine night. Doesn't that sound mystical? It know. does. <laughs> That's like every day. So when girls get together, like, do you guys have like pillow fights? I'm like, no, but we do. Yeah, <laughs> we do go to wine night and talk about what? Like, I know. But yeah.
0: like, if pillows are present, like, we're gonna throw them around. Right.
2: <laughs> but no one. But like, no one's wearing their underwear, and it's not this weird like. Homo You're not ironic. wearing underwear. It's, like, like, it's also not in yeah. slow motion. It's correct. There's not like feathers <laughs> and extensions flying. So, um, <laughs> boobs bouncing yeah, boobs to the beat like, of yeah. drums. <laughs> exactly. (laughs) (laughs) to like Pat Benatar like so I went and I met these girls for a glass of wine and I had no idea what to expect And I was very sort of private about my sexuality at that point not totally sure how I identified but knew that like once a naked girl got in front of me, I was real committed to those circumstances. Like, that's what I knew. <laughs> like I was like, I don't know. Because before when we were talking about it, I was like, I don't know if I can have sex with a girl. And he was like, well, you know, you just don't have to. You just feel it out and see how it goes. Like, two minutes in, I was like, this is my life now. Um, so we meet for this wine night. And, and and the group was not what I was expecting at all. It's like a, it, it was like a gathering of, like, competent educated working professional women like social workers teachers law students um I was like the only actor in the bunch well there's was, there's was one other girl as well um but it wasn't at all like I thought and everybody was so um like normal because <laughs> I think I think because sexually liberated women are threatening there becomes this stereotype of like one of two things like confused party girl bimbo who's like has a bad relationship with her father and like snorts a lot of coke or it's like you know man hating bra burning I've never shaved my armpits like like, mm -hmm. I don't wash my hair like and I'm also which
0: exists of course all of them exist but there's definitely a spectrum in the middle of people who are just going about their day right exactly and I
2: think that stereotype is kind of destructive because it it makes them the other it's like oh well I'm never gonna be like that like I can't I I would never be part of that because I don't wear shoes made of hemp or or whatever you know like it just made me like I just didn't feel I'm very um you know, like I've always got some like glitter on my nails, and I've always got on fake eyelashes. Like that's who I am. Like I didn't know there was a niche for that in that in that lifestyle.
1: So the look you have right now is like common. Oh no, I God. Know if this is just for.
2: Oh no, God no, this is for um, related festivities sure. after this podcast. Gotcha. So because um, yellow, right, Women's March. So mm. I. Woot woot. um, I met up with all of these women and and I was really blown away by I guess like how each of their like life's mission is to like help other people take care of other people and like give other people like a voice like and I was just like wow I am really like inspired by these people I kind of forgot what we were there to talk about. Anyway, we all ended up getting along so well. That was a Wednesday. And by Friday, suddenly just, like, an orgy was happening in the living room of one of of the girls. And, um, like, I'm, like, a narcissist, apparently, because, like, it started... Like, I started started off as, like, the focal point of the unicorn orgy. And I was just, like, this is the best. Like, I, like... (laughs) I deserve this. Like this is. what you do? Thank you. Yeah. I'm like this is where I was meant to be. I'm like such a performer. I'm like, you know, ridiculous.
0: So, did you all get together with the intention of doing like that? Was like that was the idea going into the second night, or
2: we were just supposed to kiss? <laughs> <laughs> this, this this part kind of party has a name, right? Kissing party. A kissing party. Yeah. Okay. As unicorn kissing party. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, it was supposed to be a thing, a spiritual thing in a a sense almost, and it it sort of was until it just evolved into just like debauchery. But um, basically, one woman, um, you you decide if you want to be a recipient or if you want to be giving the kisses. As the woman who's on the receiving end, which I I was, um, you choose what you want to wear. If you want to sit, stand, lie down. Um, if there's any part of your body that um you have anxiety about or makes you uncomfortable, that you want someone to express, you know, like love towards whatever, and you just lay there and like people just kiss you on the hands, on the face, on the knees, like it was really it was like a really beautiful, like it's like experience. an empowering, yeah, yeah, like
0: it is like a spiritual sort of. Group grouping of empowering women
2: who are building each
0: other up as opposed to...
2: Right, which is... I, and I was just like, wow, this is kind of transformative. And then, I, I don't know what it... I just have a personality that's just like zero to 60. Like, this happens to me a lot in all areas of my life, but, like, I'll just be doing something, plugging along, and then suddenly it's just escalated, like, horribly <laughs> in, like, two minutes. And I'm just like, oh, my God, how am I starting this? Like, and it's I know it's me putting it in motion because, like, I'm the common denominator. So... Then, I so I was wearing, like, a bra and underwear or whatever, and then someone was like, do you want to, I don't even remember what she said, but something to the effect effect of, like, are you comfortable? Do you want to change anything? And then my brain was just, like, take off all the stuff. So then, so I did, and then it just, I mean, just, like, after that it just turned into, like, a full-blown ridiculous thing. So it was really fun. And this was your first all-female experience? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And... um. It, it was very interesting. Some women um, are, like, heterosexual and curious. Some women are heteroflexible. One girl um, has been a lesbian her whole life, and she just recently started dating a dude, so she was, like, oh, missing wow. it. Um, some people are bi, some people are whatever. So it was just really – it was across a whole spectrum. And actually, after that – something's wrong with me, because after that <laughs> – something is definitely not wrong with you that whole ridiculous thing which by the way if you're in an orgy with a lot of women where everybody's focused on women's pleasure no one is rushed which is great But it takes 10 hours hours (laughs) and hours I was like that's amazing I was like I cannot like gently stroke someone's arm anymore like (laughs) this, this is the end and um, it was also interesting because I'm more of a, in a sexual circumstance, I'm, much, I'm like very submissive. I'm, and so that was weird with women because I was like, oh, that is interesting. Oh, you're going to have to tell me what to do. Like, I don't want your like soft little, you know, petting. I don't want to, you know, be like <laughs> stroked like an infant. Like, I want to like backhand me, <laughs> you know? Like, so I. Sure.
0: That's a different dialogue with women than it is totally with Totally different.
2: Yeah. Um, And then as I was leaving, a male friend of mine, this is like at this point, like three in the morning, a male friend of mine who I've had an on and off sexual relationship with texted me and he was like, are you up? And I was like, you ever thought about divine timing (laughs) because I'm coming from an all female orgy. And he was like, I will go to wherever, (laughs) where he was like, where do you need me to drive to? So he like gets in the car from like. Pasadena or something and like drives out and um and then and then I had sex with him after that whole thing so yeah so that was a lot in one night for a person um but then after I had had that kind of experience I connected really on like a close friend level with one of the girls in the group and she is still um like one of my best friends I've ever had and we have a sexual relationship one on one by ourselves—that's separate from our friendship and separate from the group.
0: Oh, okay. So,
2: just between yeah. you
0: two, or is it what you bring other people into it? Or we d-
2: we decide, but there oh, it's okay. there's multiple things. Like she basically any dude she's ever had sex with, like I've had sex with at this point, because it, it is the best. You want to get a guy to have sex with you? This is all you say. <laughs> You're like. <laughs> You're like, hey, so, like, um, I don't know, my friend and I are, like, <laughs> hanging yep, out, like, at immediate. the house, like, do you want to, like, and then literally every dude is like, I'm getting in the car right now, I will be there in 12 minutes, like, so we, like, play that game a lot, um, which <laughs> is fun and great, and so now we've, like, shared, like, the best of, the best of both worlds, like, so to speak, like, any, any, like, dude that I'm like, okay, that was good, you gotta, like, you gotta get over here and, like, investigate this, and this <laughs> I love so, that. and, um. I only Tinder when I travel, which, <laughs> you know, and so a couple it times. It is very useful when you travel. Oh, very useful. I, did it. I do it when I travel now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she has been with me on a couple of trips. We've gone places, and we've, like, team Tindered and, like, ruined some That's lives like, <laughs> up and down the coast of California. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so it, it, it just ended up being a really, like, amazing experience. And then once I got comfortable with that, y- you know when you when something's brought to your attention and you start to see it everywhere? Yeah, that's like what started to happen to me. All of these just like opportunities to explore like anything that I wanted or thought about in like the recesses of my mind was being offered to me in like a consensual safe way. And I was just like, oh, shit, like asking you shall receive like I guess like, I don't know, you know, right. I don't know that this is like God's plan or whatever. But like <laughs> I'm like, sorry, but there's reference. some divinity in it. There's got to be. Um, I don't think we explore our
0: bodies enough honestly like yeah. we've put such a cap on sexuality and like what's permissible and what's not and what's black and what's white and mm-hmm. what's good and what's bad and there's so many middle ground which is part of the reason that i was interested in this podcast is like where's that gray area that mm-hmm. we don't talk about because there's so much out there like yeah. i had never heard before i became friends with you have never heard of a kissing party yeah um and or even this group of women mm-hmm. where um you know, to to be a part of it, it's like, people post photos. They ask questions. They relay sexual conquests or mm-hmm. um, uncomfortable instances. So it's, like, this amazing group of women from all over.
2: Yeah, you know, there's it's not thousands just of us. From and, and one
0: area. So yeah. it's, it's just a cool way of, yeah, getting a new lens.
2: Yeah, and it's so I, – what I love about that group in particular is that, like – you know, the behavior is so normalized, which like, yeah, this is why we have a problem in our culture because we don't normalize normal behavior. So instead we like fetishize it. So it's like the second, like, I'm like this with food. That's a conversation (laughs) for another day. Um, (laughs) thank God for 12 step programs. Um, but like, if you tell me that I can't eat a donut, I've fetishized the donut, and all I care about or think about is, like, how I'm going to, like, pull some strings to, like, get at that donut. Right? right? It's the same thing what so we do with like women's demonized. sexuality, yes, and with men's sexuality as well, where it's like, oh, you can't do that. If you do this, this means you're gay, which – what? what uh, if you care about that, I guess that bothers you. But, like, you know, or, like, uh, oh, you can't do this, or, you know, you're a slut and you can't do this or you're that – and so what happens is that we start to fetishize that type of behavior and then we're willing to do anything and everything to get it and I think that's a huge component of rape culture and I think that's a huge component Absolutely. of issues with the conversation about like personal agency and and what How do we know if something's consensual and how do you set boundaries and how do you start a dialogue about it and was it a bad date or was it a sexual assault? Like, I mean, the reason we don't get it and we're not getting it is because we've taken normal behavior, refused to normalize it, and then fetishized it and now, you know...
0: I mean, you see a lot also taken like natural yearnings and curiosities about our bodies and what we naturally desire. And we've demonized a lot of it, especially through like religion and 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 other, uh, you know, things that put put things into boxes. And so and we like to categorize people. So it's yeah, it definitely doesn't make it easy to have these conversations, which is why I, you know, why I think this is of use. But Mm -hmm. I am curious. Um. So because this was like a new sort of aspect of yourself that you were exploring post this relationship, what, how do you approach relationships now or how has it impacted like finding whatever love and companion? like what does that look like for you? And what are you looking
2: for now? Yeah, that's a really good question. Actually, it, it does change things because as much so I'm, I would identify as hetero-romantic bisexual, so I have sexual attraction for men and women, but I have romantic inclination towards men only at this point. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not not open to that with a woman, but I've just never felt anything even, like, akin to that, so I I just imagine that, like, it's probably not there. Um, Men, especially heterosexual men, (laughs) they love the idea (laughs) of like, girls having sex with each other until that becomes a real-life thing and you do it. And then, and I won't speak for for everybody, of course, but then it kind of becomes a thing of, like, whoa, like, that's a little desperate, that's a little... So I've come up against quite a bit of that when... Um, You've
0: got from people, from men... From men,
2: straight men that want to date me that are, like, oh, that's so hot, and then they're, like, whoa, what, what's wrong with you for doing that? Oh, interesting. Once when does that flip, me. okay. Yeah, it's, like, usually, like, a month or so in because I don't really... I mean, no one can see me right now, but I don't exactly look like what people would imagine I look like from hearing me talk about this kind of stuff. Like, I'm, you know, I look like a little baby. Like, you know, like, I'm That's just like. That's not like, true.
0: You're gorgeous. But, <laughs> you.
2: but, like, I don't, I'm very, like, I have, like, a very, like, wholesome, like, look about me. And so I fit nicely into the, um, the, the stereotype game of, like, the virgin and the whore. And the funny thing is is sure. is men um who are heterosexual born and raised in America or in Western culture in general where that's a whole nother conversation. But it's like you need to be the virgin with everybody but me. And you and you need to be a whore when we're having Right. Okay, that's your experience. That is my experience. Yeah. And that's not to, you know, speak ill of i've also like I've, i have so many male friends that like i love and like bleed my heart out for like you know and so many men that i've had sexual relationships or romantic relationships and they've been just like so kind and so awesome to me like it's not but there is this sort of attitude where it's like oh well it, well if you're having sex with women you're a closeted lesbian or something's fucking wrong with you and i'm like really what kind sure. of porn? what kind of porn do you watch right you know, and they're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I do. Like, yeah. The first thing you Googled when you were a kid who got an erection was like boobs pressed together. I know that's what you did. <laughs> I know that's the first thing you were looking for. How
1: did you know? How did you know?
2: <laughs> I've seen actually this is so funny. There is a kid that um I was babysitting one time and I got on his got on his family's iPad and he had been on it. And he doesn't know about clearing history. He's too young. And all of his searches were like, boobs, boobs together, <laughs> boobs next to each other, women's boobs, nipples. Oh, like my God. Just, and I was like, oh, my God. y'all!" Are so- I love the
0: amount of ways you could say like boobs
2: in proximity just to literally each other. Just every, it was like girls with their boobs n- near each other. Like, it's so funny. <laughs> Um, as well clear as his history, yeah, right. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. And he's like, oh, okay, I better, better make sure nobody's seen that."
1: You can clear it.
2: Uh-huh. Oh, I can go on the private browser. Um, but yeah, so I found. Um, well, it goes one of two ways. Either. A, well, I guess it's good for sussing out who your tribe is because either a dude's like, "That's cool. What's that experience like for you?" and ask me some questions about it, or. <laughs> It's like very extreme the other way, and there's mm-hmm. a very adverse sort of instinctual, like knee-jerk reaction of "I don't like that. That makes me uncomfortable." And unfortunately, typically, if that's the reaction, they're not really down to sit and get into a conversation about where they think that discomfort originates <laughs> from. So, um, sure, yes, and there is some possessiveness that I I come up against too. I I won't cut. Previous sexual partners out of my life when I'm in a new relationship. Obviously, I won't sleep with them anymore if monogamy is what I'm doing. But I refuse to end my friendships with these people, and that's caused a lot that's of problems. Yeah, caused problems. But I just, I just, I don't.
1: How early don't does that, in that kind of stuff come up in a like when you start dating somebody? Is it like a first date conversation? It uh, can be. It
2: depends on. Sure. <laughs> it depends on who they get. Yeah, it depends on. It depends on who they are, sure. and like, I'm a real open book. In a lot of ways, and I also sometimes use it as a party trick, you know. Like I'm like, <laughs> I'll tell you something, to scare the shit out of you. Like, <laughs> so... me drop heard a the bomb on unicorn? this. Exactly. <laughs> I'm Obviously. like, oh yeah. When I, although recently this was so insanely awkward. I don't know if you were there for this, but um, uh, Jerry and I are in a class together, and we're sitting in class, and I was during, like, a talkback portion of the class. I was speaking about my, my experience from something we had done in the class, and I said something to the effect that, it, that it, it, it's hard for me to initiate sex with a woman because I'm really conscious about consent. And as I said it, I just watched everybody in my class try so hard to make a neutral face and hold moment. <laughs> I just watched everybody. I go, was there for that. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, a guy from that class hit me up shortly after. No. Oh yes. You did not tell me this. Oh yeah. No, I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> um, and I w- and I was like, huh. And so he had some questions about that, but he was like, honestly, about fell out of my chair when you said that because he had we had some live- appropriate questions in a like inquisitive way or in a. Uh-huh. Co- a combination of ways. Okay. Um, I, and, you know, I, I played along with that a little bit, maybe more than I should have. Um, sure. Because, <laughs> I, I don't know, bored flirting, it's the worst. You shouldn't do it. <laughs> um, just go out and take a walk or something. <laughs> um, but but um, put your phone in the house and go outside, <laughs> breathe some fresh air, see the trees. Um, but I guess I, it, it is this thing, because we live in a heteronormative society, uh, assumptions are made right away. Absolutely. Usually, if you look at a woman who wears makeup, you're like straight. If you see a girl who has short hair, you're like lesbian. Same thing with a dude. You see a dude who's dressed nicely, you're like gay. So like you know, right. wearing yeah. we, gross we like qualified people are really like right. And mm-hmm. so it's like it, it is hard because then, I mean, I. I do identify with heterosexuality, like quite a bit. But for my friends who really are in the middle of the spectrum, or who are mostly homo or mostly homosexual, or whatever, or full, fo- or whatever, they feel so incredibly uncomfortable. I have one of my best friends is um, she identifies as queer, and she's been sort of on this journey to figure out what her sexuality is. And she's a very wise and and thoughtful person, and so she kind of looks at things, you know, she really weighs things and considers and. And she's been on this path for a couple of years and there was a situation the other day she was telling me about where she was on a work trip and they're like, so do you have a boyfriend? Are you dating anyone? And she's sitting there like, why now I right now I have to because I don't want them to think that I just want to date men because that doesn't feel authentic to me. That's not who I am. But I also don't want to tell these strangers that I'm on this like journey with my sexuality. I identify as queer. (sighs) Maybe I love women. I just don't know. Let's talk about it some more. Do you feel uncomfortable in the conversation (laughs) now? Like, so, you know,
1: that's interesting because I have a few, I have a few gay friends that have also said that kind of thing where it's like, Mm -hmm. it feels weird to have to come out to people sometimes because it's like in no other situation are we like this is the kind of stuff that turns me on. Hi, my name is so-and-so. Sure. Like, yeah, it just like well, it doesn't have you, to be part of your identity.
0: And if right. you ask a leading question, assuming you know what somebody's preference is, you do sort of put them into a You're corner. You're forcing that conversation. Yeah, you are forcing that conversation without even realizing it just from being ignorant and naive. Of
1: course, I'm sure I've done that. Like, yeah. And not intentionally, but you it absolutely is so much part to, of our like, culture, like, as you were yeah, saying.
2: Yeah, right, For sure. No, and we and we all do it. And I certainly did it before. I was a little more... I guess like fluid in my expression of sexuality, sure. I, I definitely, I was like, oh, if you, if you, you know, have, if you're a girl and you have sex with a boy, that means you're a straight, and if you're a girl and you have sex with a girl, it means you're gay. Turns out it doesn't. Right. LOL, big surprise. <laughs> um, but that's the thing that's kind of been a challenge for me too is because labels are important to me, for me, to Explain myself to my own self because I you know, I'm an overanalyzer and I love to like, oh, but what is art? If something has a name, I'm so excited because sure. I'm just like, here's a real valid thing.
0: Right. And it's something that you have. can grab grab onto. Exactly. Yeah. And
2: ground myself in. So a thing that happens a lot of the time is is people explaining my own sexuality to me. Oh, that's interesting. And this is how it goes. Also, like without like unsolicited uh-huh. in just normal. Well if we're having a conversation and it happens to come up, I'll mm-hmm. be like, well, like I'm heteromantic but like bisexual and they're like, what what does that mean?" And I'm like, oh well, like I have romantic feelings for men and I want a relationship with the men, but I also enjoy having sex with them well, you're just confused. I'm like, okay, um, I'm confused about, like, a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what I'm not confused about. Um, the pursuit of the Vijay. Like, I am <laughs> not confused about that. Like, I'm like, I'm just like, uh-huh. So, or it'll be, like, y- you know, continuing with the same line of logic. It's like, oh, well, then, or then you're, you're no, you're, like, fully bi and you just don't want to admit it. You don't want to admit that you want to be with a girl. I'm like... The fact that I'm still attracted to men is proof that sexuality is not a choice <laughs> because right. I would not be dealing, no offense, <laughs> I would not be dealing with those <laughs> if I didn't have sure. to. Be, you know, and so I'm like, if if I wanted a relationship with a woman, I would have one. I, like, flat out, I am not embarrassed about getting my needs met, you know, like, I would have one. Or then it's like, well, you're secretly gay, but, you, you know, your family wouldn't approve. My family right. would approve. They wouldn't care. But, like, you know, my family or, your, you know, society would view you a certain way. So now you have to pretend to be straight. I'm like, God, I'm doing a damn good job of pretending <laughs> to be straight. <laughs> Even in the office. You are an actor, really
1: so. Right.
2: Exactly. So I'm like, wow, I really do spend a lot of time trying to get men to date me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For this all to be a cover, because it basically takes up ninety nine point nine 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 percent of my thinking and attention. So, yeah. like, I think it's interesting because I
0: feel like uh, I I have not gone through uh, quite as dramatic of a sexual revolution. I feel like I'm sort of at the beginning. Um Welcome, yeah, <laughs> thanks. Uh, a lot is like also been open because of you, which has been oh, amazing. Yes. Yeah, but um. I feel like I've responded in kind to people who have expressed sort of those things previously, like, you know, before I started having these conversations, because I think like, I don't necessarily know where I fall on the spectrum because I haven't had experiences with women yet. Um, it It's something that I am interested and open to, but I don't know if it's my preference, but because of that potential, I get triggered and I feel like I've responded as such to people to define them because it was something in me that I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, but I have to understand how I feel. And I if I can't define you and label you, Mm -hmm. then it somehow reflects on me. Yeah, I don't. I have to deal. Yeah, I feel uncomfortable. And I have to deal with like my confusion in my own head or my Mm -hmm. curiosity. And that's not something that I was willing to do at that point. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that's a big um issue that we're facing up against is like a lot of homophobia a lot of Mm -hmm. people who are reacting violently it's like it's stirring something up in them that they don't want to deal with Mm -hmm. because we've been taught to suppress it in like a very big way right
1: it's interesting to me because i i was thinking back when you were talking about like the kissing party and stuff Mm -hmm. um and i was thinking historically about how like i don't know i haven't looked read i'm not a scholar in all this area but like i know Back in, like, the Greek and Roman times. Oh, yeah, they Bath were doing it houses. for sure. Dude's super doing it. I don't know yeah, the women, women were, were too. Yeah, women were, too.
0: They just weren't talking about right. it. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so
1: it's, like, it is interesting now that, like... Now it's the topic of behind closed doors when right. back then I was
0: like, oh, it's Well, and what's interesting even about those societies, too, is like women are left out. Men were right. encouraged and that was a thing that they could do. Um, and, and, you know, women were sort of left out of those history books because, you know, men were writing the stories. Right. Um, and also sex has been defined in North America in a very black and white way. Like if you look at even Mexican culture before we sort of... Uh, Americanize them like if you weren't being penetrated by a man if you were penetrating you weren't considered gay it was just like a a, a way of having sex so <laughs> it's oh, like these, it's I like know but it's like these weird lines and then once yeah. Americans came in and it got more Americanized and westernized like now that is not uh, as far as I know a cultural thing that's <laughs> present there or at least that is talked about as much and, and so I, I think like We've really divided the lines yeah. here very distinctly. We
2: have, and there's still—I don't recall which state, but there is a state. I think it might be like Kentucky. Like, p- p- probably. Uh-huh. He's from oh, Kentucky. God, are you from there? Yeah. Go <laughs> on. Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, Go on. I want to hear had what you have to say. Then. But that, um, uh, sodomy is still a punishable offense and you can be put in know, jail maybe
1: i do know that, that i do not recently okay
2: also sodomy okay anal let's be real like but i'm like okay so i'm sorry so like if i'm married to a- any human that either has a dick or has something that looks like one you know that they can put on or whatever and then they are like hey we're in a relationship and we've decided we want to do some butt stuff i'm gonna go to jail for that In Arizona? In in Arizona, I don't know if
0: this is still, time from Arizona, but I don't know if this is still applicable, but at one point there was a law that you couldn't have sex other than missionary, Mm -hmm. and that was on the books, which Uh, it probably still is. I'll tell you you that this
1: is like a current discussion in Kentucky. It's not the sodomy thing, but it is that we are the only state where it's not illegal to have sex with animals.
2: Oh my God, is it really? So Okay, so, you know... (laughs) So
1: if not have anal, thing, but exactly. you can
2: like <laughs> fuck your cat. Like I'm sorry, that is some, also it's like oh these sex people are like compromising the sanctity of marriage. I'm like what's that because I don't know that marriage is at any sanctity. It's like over 50 percent are divorced. Yeah, I'm like, oh we're not. Ru- oh my god, we're not ruining. It it's it's amazing. kills me.
0: Um, I do have a question. So in terms of because do you use apps now to meet people like when you're in in the city that you live in, or you just use Tinder when you're traveling?
2: I Tinder when I travel. Um, I I had a (laughs) situation. I went on an app one time, and I never did it again, because it was a little bit of an alternative app. And um, I saw someone I knew that I had a professional working relationship with and it was really awkward. And then I was like, we should talk about this. And then we did have sex. However, <laughs> then, I, then I was like, I think this is a conflict of interest and like, I don't know that we should work together anymore. But like, I, the whole time, I'm just like looking at him and I'm trying to listen and the whole time I'm like, saw your dick on that app, saw your dick on that app, saw your dick oh, on that right, app.
0: Right, right. Okay, um, yeah. That's so funny. Uh, yeah, well, uh, yeah, yeah. I just wondered because I think, like, you know, being a little bit more fluid and open, the apps aren't as conducive. the 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 ones that we've been talking about previously, like Bumble and Hinge and whatever, are <laughs> not necessarily as conducive to people who, you know, are more fluid to interactions mm. and stuff. So I um,
1: do know that I believe that Tinder has recently added like a lot of different. Gender, so that you can have as like oh, how you identify. They but have, but I think you can still only do like what you're uh, like. Well, you know. can you can you're search for. I mean, to. I traveled recently, so what I'll sure. tell you is
2: that you can search for. Um, like I can mark seeking men, women, or non binary. Oh, okay. oh, that's new.
1: But you're right, it is it is still evolving. Yeah, yeah. it's
2: still evolving. Yeah. So and there's apps that are more I mean, there's like Field and there's Thrinder. There's like a bunch of like, let me just not like recite all the threesome sites like <laughs> available on the internet, Jesus. But um I'm taking like, notes. I'm taking <laughs> notes. But you know, there are a lot of apps um that are more so you can find like minded people. Sure. Um But it is this awkward thing if you ever see someone on there, like I did with my professional friend that I just mentioned, like, because the whole time you're like, I'm on there too. How am I I going to explain, like, how? And I remember when I finally brought it up to him, it was after, like, four months of our, like, working relationship. And I just was like, I can't hold it in. So I was just like, um... I um have been meaning to talk to you about something and he was like I already know what you're going to say <laughs> because we had both been just thinking about it the whole time like obsessing over the fact that like
0: yeah it's just we both know something about each. it's like yes, an elephant in the room
2: it is and it's like we're like you're part of the secret thing <laughs> like <laughs> that we're that we're part of and like yeah it's it's just it's interesting you can sort of find actually my friend um My close female friend that I mentioned, um, she probably doesn't care if I say her name, but, like, she's, like, a teacher here locally, so probably not. Um, But she's... (laughs) Is she striking? Is what? Is she striking? Uh, No, actually. She wants to be striking, but she also has... um, She teaches art and art history, and a lot of the kids in her room are kids with um, learning disabilities, special needs, and she feels... uh, It doesn't want to... Uh, no, totally. You know, yeah, yeah. Change it for, it for, yeah. The day. Anyways, we can. Yeah. I thought you meant striking looking. I was like, yes. Yeah, um, yeah. I know. I was like, yes. She has very nice tattoos. Um, <laughs> and a clit ring, but she'd never know it, <laughs> unless <laughs> unless you saw it. <laughs> she, I'm gonna be like, don't listen to this. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> we can strike all that part. I uh, just uh, was so curious. Totally fine. She wouldn't care. She's super open, but she like finds all of the people on OKCupid
0: interesting
2: right I think that's kind of OkCupid okay is like my space now so oh, people okay. uh, you know it's like the cult classic so people are <laughs> like revisiting it the OG <laughs> the OG yeah. and um she's really like she she goes through them on OkCupid okay and and you know bless her for doing it because in turn I do well on OkCupid okay <laughs> though so I don't funny. have a profile and I've never been on the site <laughs> okay. um so there you go Well,
0: I love you. Thank you for sharing so openly and honestly. I feel like we all learned something. Um, Thank you for coming on. Yeah,
2: thank you for having us.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Um, Please make sure to rate us five stars. Leave a comment. um, And then follow us on at... Finding My Yum podcast on both Instagram and Facebook, or
1: email us at findingmyyum@gmail.com. Yes. Uh, I don't think I've checked it in a while, so if, oh, you've, yeah. been, if you've been reaching out, <laughs> I promise we'll look at it soon.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, we are always looking for new guests. So mm-hmm. if you have any recommendations, or if you would like to come on, please send us an email. If you have any questions or things that you would like to hear, some yums, a little
1: fan mail qu- yeah, episode, that'd be fun. Please.
0: Wouldn't that be a joy? Yeah. Oh boy.
1: Don't make us write the letters ourselves.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> well, we will. Uh-huh. Um, next week, we're super excited to have Brie Geiger on. Um, she is an hysterical comedian. She's very funny. She's so funny. Um, she's also in a relationship. She's been with her girlfriend for a couple of years now, so it's cool to get the relationship aspect. Uh, we haven't had somebody in a relationship on yet. so uh, And she's got some fun, interesting stories about navigating dating within the comedy community as well. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And otherwise... Stay yummy. Stay yummy. I no patience, so let's go.
2: You see me? Look, I'm diadrama. I wanna spend the night, don't bring pajamas. Man, there's so much heat beneath these clothes. Close.